0: hello
1: hello hi hi Leora how are you
0: I'm great how are you
1: I'm doing good I'm doing good I'm excited to hear what questions you have for me today
0: oh well I'm so excited that you agreed to do this thank you so much again for taking this (laughs) time
1: you're welcome
0: all right well just to start this off um could you just say your name where you went to college and what your current job is right now?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Jennifer Schroeder and I went, it, went to college in Richmond, Virginia at the um, Virginia Commonwealth University um, Medical College of Virginia. And I currently practice as an occupational therapist in a school district at Pine Tree ISD. And this is like my 13th or 14th year here, I believe. Okay, great, thank you. All right. You're
0: so, um, for your college experience, um, well, first of all, did you know what you wanted to
1: do going into college? No, not really. In fact, it took all kinds of aptitude tests in high school, and um, it led me on towards towards a biology degree. Um, mm. but that kind of changed when I didn't do so good on some of my classes, and I lost a scholarship. but kind of God intervened and sent me in the path I needed to go. And so um, I initially thought I wanted to be a physical therapist or a physical therapist assistant because there was a program near me. And so when I was doing my volunteer hours for my application for that, I met an occupational therapist and saw what they did. And I thought that sounded so much more interesting than what they were doing in physical therapy.
0: Okay. That's really cool. And now Um, I know that years ago, you originally did not have to get a master's to become an OT. Did you get your
1: master's? No, I didn't. I was the last graduating class um, to be able to graduate with a bachelor's degree in occupational therapy. I graduated in December of 2000. Um, My program was very similar to the graduate program that, um, in fact, we had all classes together except for at the end of, um, all of our internship and everything, the master's students had to stay and work on their thesis and their big group project. And so they stayed on. And of course they had a bachelor's degree. I went in with just prerequisite sk- prerequisite, um, classes, which mm-hmm. was a lot. Um, so it took about six years. To get my bachelor's degree one, because the program adds a little bit of time to it. And two, because I, I worked and tried to pay my way through the first two or three years of it um, myself. So I didn't have to get as many loans. Okay. So when you were originally thinking about
0: PT or PTA, um, and then you met the OT, what, what, what about um, occupational therapy like changed your mind? Because I know many people that want to go into PT. And then I know a lot of people that want to go into OT and they kind of, They've looked mm-hmm. into both and then some are on the fence, but you said that mm-hmm. you definitely changed your mind. So what about OT, like drew mm-hmm. you to that instead?
1: Well, I was watching physical therapy, doing range of motion exercises, just repetitions of leg lifts and walking on bars. And I know that's very valuable to people. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the, phys- the occupational therapists, they were doing how to um, work in the kitchen, um, you know, doing During purposeful activities like, you know, getting dressed and um, putting groceries away and, uh, you know, going to the bathroom and taking a shower. I mean, we take that those purposeful skills for granted. We could walk. I mean, yay for the people that can walk. But if they can't get dressed, they can't have a functional life. So I thought that was neat. And also the activities they did were more like play. Like, well, of course, in the school, we have to relate to how we work with the kids related to their school. Um, requirements but we make it fun and exciting and we kind of play with them of course physical therapy does that here too I just feel the purposefulness of the occupational therapy made it more interesting
0: to me oh yeah absolutely I definitely I mean I definitely get what you're saying mm-hmm. so when you graduated and you wanted to go in OT um, did you know what sort of setting you wanted to go into? Did you know if you wanted to work specifically <laughs> with pediatrics or geriatrics? Did you know all of those specifics?
1: You are really good at questions. I <laughs> did not, and that's that's one of the awesome things about occupational therapy is they prepare you for all the different settings in your school career, um, so that you can go out there. I had the opportunity to take a third internship rotation for occupational therapy. It's twelve week two 12-week rotations. Okay. I took an optional third week uh, rotation, which I had to pay tuition, but I was living with my mom. I mean, I could afford it um, because I really didn't know which direction I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So in those rotations, I did one in mental health, one in physical disabilities, and one in uh, school systems and pediatrics. So I felt like I could arm myself with what I needed for anything I ran into. Um, of course, right after, right out of school, I got a job in a Veterans Hospital, working with um, adult men and women that were injured in in war and had spinal cord injuries, Mm -hmm. very specific, like, you know, skill set. And I did that for about nine months. And I was really scared as being a new grad that uh, I was forgetting everything else that I learned because I was doing that one specific, um, you know, population. Right. So then I kind of went on and bounced on to some other things. And I really have pretty much worked in every area there is and I actually didn't think pediatrics was going to be my favorite but once I um, had my own kids and knew that I'd be able to have a schedule that's similar to theirs that's when I switched over to the school systems and pediatrics and I love it. (laughs) Yeah that's that's so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So well just
0: out of curiosity so that you didn't think that pediatrics would be your favorite did you Mm -hmm. have a feeling at any point? Which one you thought would be your favorite? <laughs>
1: um, I thought working in the hospital with adults was my favorite. So I switched. Um, when I moved to Longview, I worked at Good Shepherd on their rehab unit and in acute care with adults that have had strokes or um, heart attacks or um, hip surgeries or knee surgeries. Um, and I really, I really, really did love that job. I thought that's where I'm going to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I felt most comfortable. Um, in pediatrics, you have to be a little more creative and a little bit more exciting and fun to entice the kids to do the work. And I didn't right. think I had to do that. <laughs> but now I realize I did. But, you know, I was young and thought, OK, I'll stay here with these adults. I can I can explain to them why this is important and they'll do it with kids. Sometimes you have to be real creative and make it fun and kind of trick them into doing it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, so me, I'm, that's sort of the direction that I'm kind of thinking of going for OT, um, for sure, pediatrics, but I am thinking more in the hospital setting, because um, mm-hmm. that's the only place where I've done any shadowing or interning, and I loved it, um, but thinking about, like, you know, being, uh, w- thinking about working with pediatrics rather than adults. I don't know, I get nervous thinking about working Uh with adults, but you've worked with everyone. And so what are some, I don't know, like, tips, I guess, for working with adults in an occupational therapy setting, because I just, I don't know, I imagine that it'd be difficult, since with an adult, they sort of have that pride, and their like, dignity Uh that they're more concerned with, where, where it's like, with kids, you're right, you can make it into a game and then they're all in. So kind of, could you yeah. compare those two different yeah. experiences?
1: Yeah. You have to explain things a little bit more to the adults in the way that they understand, you know, when you come in and say, I'm going to teach you how to get dressed. They'll be like, Sonny, man, you, I've been dressing all my life. <laughs> right. like, well, yeah, you're right. But you know, now you can't bend over across your legs for 12 weeks or whatever. Cause you had your hip surgery And I'm going to show you how we have to practice it. And so you just kind of have to explain to them um, and definitely allow them to keep their dignity. I mean, I've helped a lot of males and females of all ages take showers. I mean, and I set up lots of towels and I have a curtain. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about OT is we encourage them to be as independent as they can be for themselves compared to nursing where they have eight patients. They've got to get bathed and out. They're going to probably do a lot more hands-on with them than we are. We're going to like stand outside the curtain and hand them a soapy washcloth and talk them through all the things and let them do a lot more for themselves. So, I mean, safety's first, making sure they're comfortable and encouraging them, you know, if they're hurting (laughs) at that time and they don't understand why are you making me do this? And so um, I've met you a time or two briefly, and I think you have that, that personality that will be kind of upbeat and supportive. And I think that'll help if you have a personality that's just kind of like, come on, let's do this. You know, you're on my list. Let's get it done. Right. You're gonna get a lot back. So I think some of it has to do with your, what we call in the therapy world, your therapeutic use of self that mm-hmm. can't be taught in college. Um, it can be modeled for you and you know, people can show you how to do it, but that comes naturally for a lot of people that are naturally, kind of drawn towards the therapy um, setting because they have that kind of personality that fits it. And okay. I think you'll do good at that.
0: Thank you. Um, so did you go, so you didn't go straight from graduating to the school setting, you did all the other settings. When mm-hmm. did you, like around what time did you start working in the Pine Tree School District?
1: Okay, um. So I graduated in December two thousand. I worked almost a year at the vet- Veterans Hospital on the spinal cord mm-hmm. unit. Then I came to work at Good Shepherd, and and I worked there from two thousand two to two thousand eight. Um, off and on, while I worked there, I also did some home health, some early childhood intervention, okay. and some nursing home help through a contract agency. So that's where I got my taste of all the other, you know, settings. But mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. Um, Pine Tree advertised by sending letters out to all the therapists registered in our area that they were looking for an OT and an OT assistant to work in Pine Tree. Before we were were here, they were contracting out the therapy and through different contracting agencies, things were kind of getting lost in the mix. When when it comes to schools, it's all about getting your documentation straight and having proof that you did what you needed to do right by the kids. And, Mm. And so got in a little bit of trouble for that so they hired me in 2008 along with my um ot a assi- you know, ot assistant and at that time we had gosh when we walked in probably 120 kids on our caseload oh my God. i know of course we don't see every single week but um at that point it was a lot and so i've been at pine tree and go i kind of beaten around the bush but i've been there since 2008 until now and for a while, probably half my career at Pine Tree, about once a month, I would still um, work PRN or as needed at Good Shepherd on the rehab unit on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, but maybe four years ago, maybe longer, I decided to drop that um, that little side gig <laughs> and just <laughs> work here and have my weekends with my family. The the time with my family was more important to me than the money I was making at that time. So, right. Okay. Yeah. I hope I get to stay here until I retire. I love it here. Oh, that's so good. I, that's yeah. I'm really glad that you
0: enjoy where you're working. That is so important. Oh um, gosh.
1: And some, some of the places I've worked, I haven't enjoyed or I did at first. It's never the patients or the kids that um make it feel sour. It's usually your coworkers, you know, and personality clashes yeah. and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely makes sense.
1: Yes, unfortunately.
0: But mm-hmm. So you mentioned that when you first got to Pine Tree, you had 120 kids. Uh-huh. So you, and So you said that you didn't see them every week. How does the scheduling and meeting with each student work in a school setting?
1: Well, it's individualized per the student, every student's need. We have a meeting mm-hmm. once a year to go over that with the parents and set that up. And so if they have a lot of need, then they may be seen every week. And it can range from 15 minutes to 30, 35 minutes at the very most in a session um, Mm -hmm. to every other week or every two or three weeks. Um, About half of our students get pulled out of class to get intervention. And the other half, the new model that has probably been around for several years now is that research shows that. Pulling them out, working with them, and sending them back to class helps them increase their skills, but they struggle with the carryover of that skill in the natural environment. So about half of mm-hmm. our students now, we do consultation services. So we go in and see how the student's doing in class, and we give the teacher the supports and the skills and, the, and the, any strategies they need to encourage that student to do what, um, what we work on every day, even when we're not pulling them out of class. So we're kind of like a teacher's teacher or like a teacher's helper um, because they didn't learn these things when they went to um, school to be a teacher. They learn how to teach and then we kind of know how the students learn. And so when we put our heads together, then we come up with a cool plan to help the kid.
0: Right. Okay. And so when you meet with a kid, everything that you do is very specific to their needs?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do a full evaluation to see where their limitations and strengths are. And then we write a goal that, or two or three, whatever we need, that relates exactly to um, what, they're, what they need to work on. And then we have that goal, uh, my, my OTAs, my COTA, my Coda and I have that goal out in front of us every single time we work with the kiddos um, for each kid so that keeps us on track so we can select what, what um, treatment activity we can do that will support that goal each and every time we work with them.
0: Okay. And so I don't know. This sounds like a lot, especially a lot of kids. Um, what would you say the the hardest
1: part of your job is? Um. Hold on, just a minute. My husband just texted in said he's coming to pick me up to uh, bring me to get my car fixed. I'm gonna just tell him, okay, stall, just a minute. <laughs> You're fine. I am in, I'm in my interview. I told him about it. I told him about okay. okay. Can you ask me that again, Leora?
0: Sure. Um, I was just wondering what the most difficult part of your job is.
1: Oh. Most difficult part. Well, <laughs> just me personally. Gosh. That's really hard because I really enjoy every piece of it. It might be just, um... You know, paperwork, probably meeting timelines and deadlines, um, Mm because that's, nobody loves paperwork, but it's really not that bad. Um, Scheduling the um, visits with the kids is a little tricky, but Sylvia, my coda is like naturally gifted in that area, like she'll talk to teachers and get them all, like, lined out on our schedule. And after the first week of school, she moves them all around. And then, like, we're golden for the year. But that's, like, a Tetris puzzle for me that just kind of, like, blows my mind. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have her. She really does be super organized. You know how I said the documentation and all that has to be just right. And mm-hmm. so having good organizational skills is probably a, a big priority when you work in the school system.
0: Yeah. yeah I so it's like, thank you. <laughs> And so, well, this may also be a difficult question since you love your job, but what would you say that your favorite part is?
1: Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh, I like it all. Um and that is really like your it. answer if you like it all. That is I like it all, that but great. I had to pick something. I like to see I like to see their progress. I really like it when we can dismiss a student. We call it graduate from therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal is to get them young and work with them like from the time they're in pre-K to the time they're about, you know, maybe at the most third grade and then consult through fifth and sixth grade to make sure they're carrying over the skills and then let them fly, you know, and be successful. I think that, right. that's, that's what we're here for. And I think that's what makes me the happiest is when we can do that. Oh, that is
0: so cool. I love that. Um, so... For my last question, especially as a hopefully someday occupational therapist, what would be some advice that you would give to someone looking to
1: pursue a career as an OT? OK. Um, well, definitely keep your head up and keep um, being persistent. I hear that the selection process in the schools is pretty tough. So keeping Mm -hmm. your grades up, getting as much observational skills above and beyond what the requirement is. I mean, you can come observe with us anytime if it fits your your college schedule. Um, We would love to have you. Um, And then, you know, get get papers signed by the folks that you observed with so that you can turn those in with your application process. Um, And just keep focused on it. It takes a little while to get there, but you will be so glad you did in the end. Uh, it's it's a career i'd like my two girls to consider um because i think you'll have job security no matter what in this career mm-hmm. and and also i don't think you'll get burnout you know there's so many jobs where you can get burned out but with this one there's so there's so much variety um out there that and it's a job that at the end of the day you help somebody so you feel good about it versus like a paperwork mm-hmm. job you probably help someone down the line you know, <laughs> when yeah. you're filing papers, but you don't get that immediate feedback that you mm-hmm. did something to somebody. So just keep your head up and keep working towards it and don't lose sight of that. Even if you have any bumps in the road, just know that it's gonna be there. And uh mm-hmm. and focus on that goal. All right. Well thank you. That yeah, that's really helpful.
0: And I'll definitely keep in mind possibly shadowing you sometime. That would be yeah. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we would totally love it. You get to see us work fine motor skills, um, handwriting, sensory regulation in the classroom for kids that can't focus or they're sensory seekers. Um, You know, a variety of kids from kids with ADHD to um, orthopedic issues and all the way through to autism and intellectual disability and Down syndrome. So um, we've got a lot to see here. So we would love to have you. Great. Well, all right.
0: Thank you so much for letting me interview you. This was a lot of fun.
1: All right. This was cool. I appreciate it. This is a neat little app. I'm watching the timer. I guess we went over. So All right. oh, no, call, me totally fine. A, call me if you need any help or have to ask me any more questions to get your your deal done. I'm happy to talk. For sure. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome, Liara. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
0: Bye.